celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas. The Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. Gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program for this Wednesday, the beginning of another racing week. We've got a lot of changes going on, too. A lot of moving from one track to another type of uh, situation this week. And, of course, uh, that's what happens at this time of the year. It is Wednesday, September 14, 2022. That is 9142022, your date. We welcome you to the show as we come to let you uh, live and direct from the gaming capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada, right here at our studio station, our home base, Sports Talk 1400 AM, where right now, as I look out the window here in the studios, uh, we have sun, cloud, sun, clouds. There's a, a chance, a small, like 15% chance we'll have some scattered showers today as the front that we've been experiencing the last couple of days moves away and we start getting into our sunshine. So for the uh, remainder of the week, it's going to be nice and sunny here. And it's getting into the fall weather. Uh, we're already almost in the middle of uh, September here. And, uh, of course, right now, here in Las Vegas, about 12 minutes after 7 a.m. Pacific time, 70 degrees, just 70. Perfect weather out there, just 70 degrees right now. And we're going to get up to 91, like uh, about 15% chance of a few scattered showers here and there. Otherwise, uh, the clouds will move away and the sun will be si shining. And that'll be the rest of the week, the way it looks the rest of the week, just sun. So uh, we're going to top out at 91. We welcome you to the show if you're listening here in Las Vegas at Sports Talk 1400 AM. Of course, where we emanate and originate all this stuff. And, of course, uh, worldwide, so many different digital platforms are on. We get into every corner of the world. Between our websites, racedaylasvegas.com, .vegas.world, .global, and your, uh, your apps for your devices, your iPhones and your an Androids, get your app, go to your app store and get the KSHP radio station app, put it on your device and you'll listen to us, hear us now, and of course, anywhere you uh, get your podcasting, we're there as well. <coughs> so we got a transition week g coming up. As you know, Sunday was closing day at Del Mar. Exciting closing day at Del Mar. Conduct Kentucky Downs has been the racetrack has really bobbing and weaving with the extreme weather that they've been having in their area. Now, remember, it was only a seven-day meet, and they had a cancel one day, and on uh, Sunday, 
They had to uh, end the races after the second race because of the bad weather. They rescheduled. There was an 11-race card on Sunday. They rescheduled the last nine of those races yesterday. But they finally get to their closing day today at Kentucky Downs. So Kentucky Downs will close today, weather permitting. And as we look at the weather across the uh, country, it's going to be okay in Kentucky today. Most of the weather is down there in Florida. The Sunshine State probably won't be sunshine today. All right? <clears throat> and, and the rest of the country looks pretty good. Spot here or there, you know, but uh, otherwise uh, pretty good. And the temperatures are starting to get, uh, get better as well. But as we were, uh, as I was saying, that, uh, you know, the uh, Kentucky Downs will close today uh, with uh, <clears throat> some of, uh, I do believe they have like three stakes races on this closing day today. The Kentucky Downs Juvenile Mile, the Gunrunner, and the One Dreamer Stakes. All big purses, too. The Juvenile Mile is a half a million. The Gunrunner and the One Dreamer are $400,000 each for uh, the... Kentucky Downs meet short, but very lucrative as far as uh, racing, uh, as far as uh, the purses are concerned. So that happens today. Then Kentucky Downs will close, and they'll move on to Churchill Downs. Now, the Churchill Downs fall meet is going to start later on uh, this week. And all all I can tell you about Churchill Downs uh, fall meet, which, by the way, uh, begins uh, tomorrow. No turf racing there for the fall meet. They decided they're not going to have any turf, turf racing there. They're... They're having a little bit of difficulty with their turf course, trying to get that thing rooted and uh, ready for some uh, consistent uh, racing on the turf. So no turf racing, but Churchill Downs will open uh, tomorrow. And then, of course, we have Aqueduct. That will open tomorrow. It's the Belmont Fall Meet at Aqueduct because of the construction uh, restrictions going on at Belmont Park. The Fall Meet is going to be at Aqueduct. So Belmont at Aqueduct opens tomorrow. Canterbury Downs, this is the last week for Canterbury Downs. They'll close over the weekend. And, of course, you know that uh, Del Mar's already closed and Saratoga's already closed. And so Los Alamitos in Southern California will also open, and it opens on Friday. So you go from Del Mar to Los Al on Friday. You go from Saratoga to Belmont at Aqueduct tomorrow. You go from Kentucky Downs to Churchill Downs tomorrow. Canterbury Park will close up on the weekend, and it is a big, big, big weekend coming up at uh, Woodbine. Three of four stakes races at Woodbine on the weekend are Breeders' Cup win and you're in races. Okay? They're Breeders' Cup win and you're in races at Woodbine coming up this weekend. I know you have probably heard the commercial, the Natalma, the uh Pattison Summer Stakes, and the Rico Woodbine Mile. All Breeders' Cup winning your in races on Saturday. They will also host the Grade 3 Seaway. So there's four big stakes races coming up this weekend at Woodbine. And, of course, uh, Churchill Downs will kick in uh, on uh, Saturday with, uh, I believe, uh, five stakes races. The Iroquois, the Locust Grove, uh, the Louisville Thoroughbred Society Stakes. That's a new one. For a purse of 275000 Okay, and the Open Mind and the Pocahontas all coming up this weekend there. And Aqueduct. Aqueduct will host the $1 million Caesars Jockey Club Derby Invitational. Grade 3 on the turf. All right, at a mile, uh, was it a mile and a half? The Jockey Club Oaks Invitational for the three-year-old Phillies. 
uh, for seven hundred thousand. And uh, so the the uh, Jockey Club Derby is a million. The Jockey Club Oaks is seven hundred thousand, and uh, that'll go at a mile and three eighths. So we got uh, those two big races coming up at Aqueduct on the weekend. And, of course, uh, as we say, Canterbury Downs will be closing this weekend. On Saturday, they'll hold the Shakopee Juvenile and the Sprint as well. <clears throat> so there's a lot of good stuff going on, but a lot of changes going on from the summertime racing uh, venues. Now we're going to get into the fall racing venues as we march to the Breeders' Cup. Um, we're putting together a Breeders' Cup seminar again at the South Point. Uh, hopefully we can get uh, Jonathan Ardoon to join us this year. Now, you know, Cyberknife might be going to the Breeders' Cup uh, somewhere. I know that his next start, they say, is going to be the Pennsylvania Derby coming up. But uh, Jonathan Ardoon said he uh, said he will join us uh, for the uh, Breeders' Cup seminar. So that will be an interesting take uh, with Jonathan there, not only handicapping, give us insights on uh, Cyberknife. Of course, John Lendo will be there. And uh, I'll uh, air traffic control these two fine handicappers for the Breeders' Cup coming up at the South Point. So make plans to be at the South Point for Breeders' Cup weekend. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. All right, now, let's get started with wrapping up uh, Del Mar. <laughs> what a meet, huh? Well, all sources handle reached $579.2 million at the uh, 31-day summer meeting that ended Sunday. Handle rose 1.5% over the corresponding period in the summer of 2021. Attendance uh, was up 16.1%, uh, increase from 2021. And that makes sense because, you know, I think 2021 they were still limiting crowd sizes at uh, Del Mar. So that makes all the sense in the world. Uh, but uh, they had a banner meeting. They really did have a banner meeting there. Big, big bucks handled at uh, at Del Mar. Two notable days had the big handles. Uh, opening day, July 22nd, handled $23.5 million, the highest in the history for the first day of the season. And, of course, Pacific Classic Day, $27.8 million, second highest on a non-Breeders' Cup program in the track's history. The field averages uh, averaged 9.14 runners per race from 8.45 last year, so that was good. The, you know, that uh, that winning your in program, really, uh, with the enhanced bonus programs and shippers designed to lure horses from other states, really made a big impression on field sizes, okay? Uh, as a matter of fact, a record 222 horses were brought into Del Mar from other circuits. Now, uh, in 2021, it was 186, so that uh, program is really catching on for Del Mar. And, of course, Juan Hernandez led all the riders. He won 49 wins at the meet, was well clear of Umberto Rispoli, who uh, was second with 27. And Flavian Pratt, here's a guy who rode briefly at Del Mar and also at Saratoga. Now, Pratt finished second in a tie in the jockey standings at Saratoga, second in a tie. And yet, in his brief appearances at Del Mar, won enough races to finish 10th. Hungry the for the best barbecue whoa, in Las whoa, Vegas? Whoa, 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 Come out to the infamous barbecue and meat market, John Moles Meats and Roadkill Grill in Las Vegas. John Moles was featured know. on the food.
We're going to have to kill that. I don't know where the heck that thing came from. Jeez, Lou. Excuse me. Something happened here with the computer. All right, we got that stopped. Anyhow, uh, as I was uh, uh, talking about, Flavin Pratt. Uh, he tied for the title at the summer meeting five times before this, 2016, 2021. Then he shipped, you know, he went to Saratoga. He finished 10th in the standings at Del Mar while finishing in a tie for second at Saratoga in his brief performances at Del Mar over the uh, summertime. Ten wins at Del Mar got him into 10th place. I don't remember a jockey ever finishing as high at Saratoga and even making the standings at Del Mar. This, this has got to be a first. I'm sure somebody will, will check it out. But Flavian Pratt was in the jockey standings of both Saratoga and Del Mar, and they're brief meets. They're small meets. Wow. Something else. And, you know, his key, his big race was, of course, on Flightline, who won by over 19 lengths and a cakewalk in the Pacific Classic. That, of course, was uh, the, no doubt, the race of the meet. <clears throat> as far as the trainers came down to closing day, Bob Baffert and Phil D'Amato tied for the training title with 19 wins each, two more than Peter Miller and Doug O'Neill, who tied in the uh, runner-up spot. What, what a meet. And, of course, on closing day at Del Mar on Sunday, it was uh, the, the big race, the Futurity. And uh, Bob Baffert did it again. Baffert won the uh, Del Mar Futurity. His first win was in 1996. And with the win with Cave Rock, who set a new stakes record in 120.99 in winning the seven furlong Del Mar Futurity on closing day at Del Mar in an easy run under Juan Hernandez. Baffert has now won 16 of the 27 runnings of the Del Mar Futurity. I mean, just, you know, pack it up and give it to him. Cave Rock, a big winner there. Paid $2.80, but it looked like uh, cattle in, on the ranch and money in the bank. Baffert, by the way, finished second also in the Futurity with uh, having a meltdown. And uh, Skinner finished third in the final day big stakes race there. Last pick five of the uh, of the meet twenty five thousand five sixty one fifty five. The mandatory payoff in the pick six paid fifty four thousand nine forty six forty eight. Mike Smith had a big day on closing day. He had three wins on the card, and the leading jockey Juan Hernandez had two. What a day! What a closing day at Del Mar. And uh, Kentucky Downs, who, as I said, had to run nine of the uh, eleven races that was scheduled for Sunday yesterday. Their feature races, uh, the $500,000 untappable, was won by Denise McCabe, Danzy McCabe, uh, McCabe, I should say, paying 560, outrunning Alluring Angel and Numero Cease. And in the <coughs> half million dollar Music City, that winner was Freedom Speaks, $12.56 to win, since they go to the penny payoff. Happy Soul was second, and Gouvé uh, was third. And in the Ladies Marathon, Adventuring with Joel Rosario wins, paying 780, outrunning Family Way and Luck Money. So a lot of big stuff happening over the weekend before we get started with today's show. A lot of good stuff happening. All right. I don't think we, we, we've done enough. Time to get to our first break. Because remember, big weekend coming up with all the changeovers. 
and of course the big Woodbine weekend. Can't wait to get started with that. Tommy Massis and others with us as well. Today we got Jonathan Hardoon. Sure, he's got a soapbox. And of course, Rich Ang, John Lindo, and Hardoon have Kentucky Downs picks as well for us. And maybe Jerry Jack was to jump in for, with a, a thought or two as well. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's Racebook has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. It's Super Saturday on September 17th as Woodbine Turf Racing takes center stage with three Breeders' Cup Challenge Series events featuring the $1 million Grade 1 Rico Woodbine Mile, the $500,000 Grade 1 Natalma Stakes presented by Johnny Walker and the Patterson Summer Stakes all on the famed E.P. Taylor Turf Course. Woodbine Racetrack where the best of the best compete for the ultimate challenge. Win and you're in. Wager Woodbine today. The Southern California Thoroughbred Racing Circuit returns to Los Alamitos with opening day set for Friday, September 16th. Four stakes races highlight the meet led by the Los Alamitos Special on Saturday, September 24th. The meet will feature a stakes every Saturday and Sunday afternoon. And racing fans, the meet will also feature an on-track live money handicapping contest on Saturday, September 24th. And you could win a berth to the 2022 NHC. And racing fans, the best of night racing continues at Los Alamitos every Saturday and Sunday night. Outstanding racing action is in store this weekend with stakes trials highlighting the, the racing London car. Bridge Resort in Plus, our nighttime $2 pick six continues to be a popular wager. If there's not a carryover going into our Sunday night program, Los Alamitos will add 10000 to the pick six pool. That's more money for the horse players to win. The best of racing, the best of nighttime quarter horse racing, always at Los Alamitos. Remember, daytime thoroughbred racing returns on Friday, September 16th. Horse players, it's Paul Allen, track announcer at Canterbury Park. You've heard about our 10% takeout pick five and early pick four, the best value in racing, but Canterbury also hosts the largest Breeders' Cup betting challenge qualifier of the year. It's the Big Ten BCBC Tournament, September 15th. Qualify now through weekly contests at expressbet.com and get ready to win one of 11 BCBC entries valued at $10,000. Canterburypark.com, come play. Formulator from DRF.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the Race Day Las Vegas show.
Friday, back on race day, Las Vegas. Uh, all I can say is, man, I, I got to tell you that if you're playing Kentucky Downs, I know it's hard to connect the dots, but they've been getting great payoffs. Big fields, big purses, and big payoff prices, for example. And, and I know yesterday was kind of a light day of racing around the country, but uh, Kentucky Downs had a pick four for 50 cents to pay $5,992 and a pick five for 50 cents to pay $27,000. $863, for goodness sakes. And they are on the menu for today. So let's get started with the menu of racetracks available today on this Wednesday, the 14th day, September. We remind you, as we always do, that the first post times we broadcast on the show each and every day reflect that of the Pacific time zone. So if you're listening here in Las Vegas at Sports Talk 1400 AM, these will be the first post times that roll out in our race books here in Las Vegas today. If you're listening anywhere else, on websites, phone apps, podcasting, however, wherever, whenever, and you're not in the Pacific time zone, adjust to it because I don't want you to miss anything. Don't want you to miss an opportunity to make a bet and win it. Don't want you to miss anything like I miss mom and dad, okay? So here now is the menu of racetracks available today across the country. And of course, we always ask you if you're ready because if you're not ready, then you'll miss something in the menu as well. So, are you ready? Okay, here we go. We begin with Parks Racing. Now, Parks Racing has a big pick five jackpot carryover today of $59,055. $59,055 in a pick five jackpot carryover. Parks Racing starts off the menu with 10 races. Their first post time is 9.55. Then we go to Delaware Park. Delaware Park has eight races today, and their first post time is 9.30. Finger Lakes, the upstate New York racetrack, Finger Lakes. Uh, they have nine races today at Finger Lakes, and they have a po first post time at Finger Lakes with a pick six carryover of $432. First post time, 10.10 at Finger Lakes. Next comes Presque Isle Downs. Now, Presque Isle Downs. They have eight races today, and their first post time is 10.30. 10.30 at Presque Isle Downs. Just double-checking there. Yes, it is. 10.30, Presque Isle Downs. Kentucky Downs, closing day, weather permitting. They have really had a hard time getting in their races there at Kentucky Downs. But, boy, when they race, do they have uh, fantastic racing going on there. And plenty, plenty of money to be distributed both for players and for horsemen. Now, they have 12 races on this closing day at Kentucky Downs, and each and every one of the dozen races are full. 11 of the dozen are oversubscribed. The only one that has a short field, and I mean 10 horses in it, is the Kentucky Juvenile Mile. Now, remember, they got the Juvenile Mile. That'll go as the ninth mile on the turf, obviously. The 10th race will be the Gunrunner. 14 are in that. And the 11th race will be the One Dreamer. Three stakesers on this closing day. 11 races make that 12 races overall. And a first post time of 10.25. 10.25 at Kentucky Downs today. All right, next up comes uh, Horseshoe Indianapolis. They got a pick six carryover at Horseshoe Indianapolis of $76,215. Their first post time is 11.30 today for 10 races. And the last uh, two races will be quarter horse races. Matter of fact, <clears throat> the uh, ninth race is a quarter horse stakes race. The seventh race is the Empire Stakes. That's what they call it, the Empire Stakes. And the eighth race is the Hoosier Heartland Stakes. 
So we got 10 races, two stakes races in the thoroughbreds, one in the quarter horses, two quarter horses, eight thoroughbreds overall, and a 10 race program starting at 1130. Alrighty. Next up comes Penn National, Penn Nat as we call it. First post time for three uh, for eight races is three o'clock this afternoon. Penn National's first post time is three o'clock this afternoon. And then after that, Canterbury Park. We come into the last week of Canterbury Park. We, uh, we, uh, as you know, we've been uh, highlighting Canterbury Park on Wednesdays and Thursdays during this meet on the race day show. We have three selections at Canterbury Park today from Dave Valento for you. First post time at Canterbury today is 3:10. 3:10, first post at Canterbury Park. All right. And by the way, they have a pick four carryover at Canterbury Park. This is a regular pick four carryover of $23,218. $23,218, a regular pick four carryover at Canterbury Park. I want to remind you again that you can get Dave Valento, Track Phantom's full sheet for Canterbury Park at his website. We continue with Charlestown. They have a pick six jackpot carryover of $20,803. They have eight races and their first post time is at 4 p.m. Following that comes Remington Park. Remington has nine races and their first post time is 5.05. And that's your uh, menu of racetracks available today in the race book simulcast centers and racetracks around the country. There you are, there it is, there you have it. Okay, <clears throat> now let's get to uh, Soapbox. Jonathan Hardoon, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. No soapbox, just Don't... a couple of things to point out. Okay, okay, a nice soapbox today. Um, I don't know if it's nice or not, but uh, an aqueduct at Belmont, the Belmont at Aqueduct, they have two stake races Saturday, both of them turf races, one's at a mile and a half and one's at a mile and three-eighths. Right. Can I ask the, the people in charge, what were they watching for the last 10 days at Kentucky Downs? Do they think they're going to get more than four horses in either one of those races? I doubt it. Think <laughs> of these things. I mean, they know they were just running those races for all kinds of money and in Kentucky Downs, and then they go and say, well, in case you decided not to go there, you could always come here. I would say these fields are going to be really short, and I think Myra blew it by not scheduling this either at Saratoga or certainly in another couple of weeks. Can't run it on top of Kentucky Downs. Uh, Jonathan, is that not that uh, series that they have now, the series uh, that they have that they run these uh, invitationals, these big ones for a million and 700,000 at all the meets? They do, but I don't know about the timing. And right, I don't right. know. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure, but it still doesn't make any sense, does it? No, absolutely not. But then again, running the Pacific Classic and the Jockey Club Gold Cup on the same day didn't make that much sense, except for maybe this year, because all of the people who wanted to, um, you know, not face Flightline did have an opportunity of a second choice. Yeah, I listen, they did it, they did it during Saratoga and Del Mar as well. They ran the O'Brien the, the, um, the O'Brien Stake Race, whatever it was, and the same day they were running a sprint stake at uh, Saratoga, and if they combine the two car the two races, they have a full field and a terrific betting race. But instead, they opt to have six at one track and five at another. So. Well, yeah, and uh, you know, also coming up this weekend, I don't know if a horse might uh, be eligible for both of the uh, stakes races you're talking about uh, at uh, at Aqueduct. But Woodbine's having a you know three Breeders' Cup winning their win races. Yeah. You got you got one for two year old fillies. 
and you got the other one for the two-year-olds. So the the you know the two-year-olds have a chance to get a uh, freebie into the Breeders' Cup, and right. and and of course the Woodbine Mile, which had been a pivotal race for the Breeders' Cup Mile for a long time, and that race is a million bucks. So you got to think some some people are going to be heading up there. We're going to have uh, coverage of uh, the uh, big races on Woodbine, of course, throughout the week. So that's the problem, Ralph. I mean, you know, again, there's no commissioner in the game. <clears throat> Tracks don't work with each other, and it, it's only hurting their product. Well, it, uh, I'm, I'm kind of uh, sorry to hear that uh, Mondaloon has retired, but uh, I think uh, he won multiple grade one events. He's done enough to demand some uh, some good stipend for uh, sire duty. Yeah, he lost a step, I'm sure, over the, you know, the last year or so. So they did the right thing. You know, they retired. And by the way, Heisitz stuck out its ugly head again at Del Mar on Friday when uh, the Shelby Ruiz horse uh, got up to win by a nose. And mm-hmm. um, uh, Drayden Van Dyke was aboard, and he's going to get days or, you know, certainly – uh, fine somewhere along the line. But the big question is now, are they going to take away the $48,000 purse? And if they do that, which they did in New York a couple of weeks ago when they took away drafted $28,000, they are really going down a very uh, slippery slope here. And uh, people aren't going to stand for it. You know, and now they're talking about DQing horses after a race. You know, they, what are they going to do? Count whips in every race? And by the way, I'd like to know how they're counting whips at Kentucky Downs. You can't even see the horses. How the hell are they going to count the whips? <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder if they're going to someday they're going to put uh, like uh, GPS a, a, at the end yeah. of the tip of the <laughs> of the whip or something. Yes, uh, I did hear about that. I understand that. Um, and by the way, it's not. It's H. I S A Heisa. I don't want anybody to think you're, you're talking about terrorist groups out there, but <clears throat> it's. It, I said Heisa. Yeah, right. It's my I know. New York accent. I'm I know. Sorry. I know. That's okay. That's okay. I just wanted to make sure everybody understood that. Uh, yes, there has been one instance already where the the horse was disqualified from purse money and the jockey got suspended. My understanding is the same situation with Drayden Van Dyke and uh, and uh, you know the the. The owner and trainer, uh, I think Shelby that, Ruiz, Ruiz, yeah, Ruiz, yeah, yeah. They're they're, they're gonna they're, the mean, first person is gonna be taken away from them too. I mean, the only way the horse gets up to win by a nose is is if he gets that extra encouragement from you know uh, Drayden Van Dyke. So you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. You know, it's just it's bad, Ralph. Again, I say it all the time. It's the only sport in the world where you get penalized for trying harder. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to have this discussion an awful lot, but I don't know how much longer people are going to put up with it. Yeah, there's got to be some serious tweaking going on uh, because I think what the Heisa has to understand is really getting the understanding of uh, of the business. Like, I'm sure the horse wasn't abused for that final couple of taps. It's a popper. It's not going to yeah. hurt them. Yeah. You know, we've been through this, and... The, it's not the old days where it's literally like a stick, and it, you know, it yeah. literally makes a popping noise, which gets them to, to react to it. It's Jose Dominguez, the old jockey, made the whip, so right. he knew what he was doing. And uh, you know, the problem is they don't have any respect really for, for the people in the game. These are people that are making decisions that know nothing about horse racing. Yeah, that's the problem. You know, that is absolutely the truth, and I and it is good to see. 
that the industry itself is uh, reacting in a way they're, they're very, um, I guess, resilient. They're being because, proactive. They're looking to, 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 to listen. Look at the great meat Delmar had. Not one fatality. Yeah. I mean, that's that's unbelievable. You know, the, in, in years past, it, made, it would make the, the headlines every right. day. Two more horses die. Yeah. How come? You know, but we didn't. We don't hear. We don't hear one good thing about the good news. Right. How, where's the headlines of, of the uh, extreme uh, extreme good uh, record of safety uh, at Del Mar this year? My sense, uh, what I was trying to lead to, is they're resilient in the fact that the owners are still out there paying big bucks because Keeneland, that sale at Keeneland in the last two days has been, uh, I mean, there's been a lot of million-plus uh, uh, horses going through that sale. Amazing. Yes, there, there was, and I actually know of uh, some horses that are going to be, be bid on this afternoon, yeah. and uh, they expect them to spend a lot of money, so yeah. let's well, see what happens. Oh, that's right. Your son might be there looking for another Cybernite. He is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you're going to join us um, for the Breeders' Cup seminar? Yes, I was uninvited to the Breeders' Cup uh, in Kentucky because uh, <laughs> my track record not so good. I missed the Arkansas Derby. Oh. Cyberknife won. I made the Dur- I made the Kentucky Derby. Cyberknife ran 18th. I missed the Haskell. Cyberknife won. I made the Travers. Cyberknife lost. So. Oh <laughs> man. So I became the mush of the team. You're the mush. Oh, you're the mush guy. You're the mush. <laughs> but you're not. You're not a mush on the show. You've been giving us winners. Obviously, uh, <laughs> I've been doing this a long time. I have a record that proves it. So, the mush. Yeah. The mush is out. Hey mush. Hey mush. Guess what? We got racing at Kentucky Downs, and you've got a uh, sheet. So why don't you give us a horse or two at Kentucky Downs today? Okay, let's look at one race today. We're going to look at the 11th race. It's a mile and 70 yards, up and down hills, a full field of uh, 12. And I like the number 10 horse in here, Polka Mucha. This is a four-year-old filly from the Bill Mott barn, Joel Rosario aboard to ride. She's listed at 8-1 to one on the morning line. Mott took over the training three starts back, and this horse has run very well in all three starts for Mott. Uh, I like number 10, Polka Mucha to upset and win today's 11th race out at Kentucky Downs. And the results are wild there. If you get lucky, you get paid, but you're not safe in any race. I know. <laughs> I know. It's, but it is fun and right. If you rattle, rattle at home, you get paid, baby. Whew. Yeah. All right. The 11th race, the one dreamer stakes. You like the 10, Pocamucha. The 10 and the 11th, that's the tip of the iceberg. Get the rest at Jonathan's website right now for today at Kentucky Downs. And, of course, we will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks a lot, Jonathan. Thanks, Ralph. Stay safe and be well. All right. You got it, my man. Rich Ang, John Lindo, maybe even Jerry J next. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. 
Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. It's Paul Allen, track announcer at Canterbury Park. You've heard about our 10% takeout pick five and early pick four, the best value in racing, but Canterbury also hosts the largest Breeders' Cup betting challenge qualifier of the year. It's the Big Ten BCBC Tournament, September 15th. Qualify now through weekly contests at expressbet.com and get ready to win one of 11 BCBC entries valued at $10,000. Canterburypark.com. Come play. The Southern California Thoroughbred Racing Circuit returns to Los Alamitos with opening day set for Friday, September 16th. Four stakes races highlight the meet led by the Los Alamitos Special on Saturday, September 24th. The meet will feature a stakes every Saturday and Sunday afternoon. And racing fans, the meet will also feature an on-track live money handicapping contest on Saturday, September 24th. You could win a berth to the 2022 NHC. And racing fans, the best of night racing continues at Los Alamitos every Saturday and Sunday night. Outstanding racing action is in store this weekend with stakes trials highlighting the racing car. Plus, our nighttime $2 pick six continues to be a popular wager. If there's not a carryover going into our Sunday night program, Los Alamitos will add 10000 to the pick six pool. That's more money for the horse players to win. The best of racing, the best of nighttime quarter horse racing, always at Los Alamitos. Remember, daytime thoroughbred racing returns on Friday, September 16th. It's Super Saturday on September 17th as Woodbine Turf Racing takes center stage with three Breeders' Cup Challenge Series events featuring the $1 million Grade 1 Rico Woodbine Mile, the $500,000 Grade 1 Natalma Stakes presented by Johnny Walker and the Patterson Summer Stakes all on the famed E.P. Taylor Turf Course. Woodbine Racetrack where the best of the best compete for the ultimate challenge. Win and you're in. Wager Woodbine today. I'm going to give you uh, Dave Valento's three picks at Canterbury Park today. Remember, tomorrow is the Breeders' Cup Challenge uh, contest there at Canterbury as they wind up uh, the racing meet uh, over the weekend. Today at Canterbury Park, as we said on the menu, you got 10 races with the first post time at 310. Uh, Dave Valento, the track phantom, gives us three selections for today. The first one comes in the second race in uh, the form of number six, Eminent Threat. Nine to two on the morning line. Number six, imminent, imminent threat. The sixth, imminent threat in the second race, the six. Then we go to the fifth race. In the fifth race, Dave likes number eight, plain talk. Number eight, plain talk in the fifth race at Canterbury. And in the eighth race, he gives us the long shot of the day. In the eighth race, he likes number four, storms reflection at ten to one on the morning line. The eighth race, the four, storms reflection at Canterbury Park. Those are the three selections. Get the rest at uh, trackphantom.com uh, for Canterbury Park today. All righty. Rich Ang, good morning. Hey, good morning, Rafi. Well, I know uh, you were busy with the uh, Kentucky Downs uh, sheet for today. And uh, what a meet that's been, huh? Yeah, it's been a fun meet to handicap. And, you know, I heard you and Jonathan talking about it. And, uh, the, you know, it's hard to connect the dots at a place like that. But when you do, you get paid. 
So, yep. um, you know, as handicappers, it's a lot more fun, a lot more interesting to try to handicap these races than like a, you know, five, six, seven horse field. So, uh, um, you know, if we can do it today, we, we'll, we'll get some money out of this, this card. Now, uh, obviously, Tyler Gaffleon will become uh, the leading rider there. He really knows the layout, knows how to move horses on that track. Uh, and I would imagine that uh, the jockeys probably are a little bit more important at uh, Kentucky Downs than they are at uh, normally the other tracks because of the configuration of the track and their uh, understanding of uh, of the racetrack and when to make moves. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, the jockeys make a bigger difference. Uh, I certainly handicap trainers because, you know, fellows like Mike Maker and Wesley Ward pointed for the meet. And, um, you know, they they have a, a, a great advantage of, uh, you know, of, of, uh, just being able to, to ride there on a regular basis. Uh, you know, one thing that was interesting, Ralph, was when uh, Saratoga closed on Labor Day, mm-hmm. it allowed uh, the Artiz brothers or Rosario and some of these other guys to, to ride the rest of the meet. And uh, that, that upgraded the jockey colony. The, these guys are just top flight, and uh, I, I thought they adapted very well. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, though, there have been uh, disqualifications. Uh, Joel Rosario is going to serve three days starting on the 18th of September for an infraction at Kentucky Downs that happened in uh, the sixth race on uh, Thursday. So they, they're paying attention out there, that's for sure. All right, time to get a selection at Kentucky Downs, man. Okay, let's go to race number six, six and a half furlongs, and they're all grass races, of course. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's try the number four horse, too many Twizzlers, four to one in the morning line, uh, big Jockey upgrade to Ired Ortiz Jr., a fellow I just talked about. Uh, this horse uh, ran in a stakes race at Monmouth last time out, but uh, has been closing very well on the turf. I think the running style will fit perfectly for uh, Kentucky Downs. So let's go 25 win place, two for the ROI, number four. Too many Twizzlers in the sixth. <laughs> All right, too many Twizzlers in the sixth race, the four horse uh, Rich Ang's play. Don't forget. The four in the six. This is play for you on the race day show. Tip of the iceberg, though. You've got uh, a dozen great races today at Kentucky Downs. Get Richie's full selection sheet right now at the race day Las Vegas websites. Thanks a lot, Rich. Hey, thanks, Ralph. Good luck, everybody. All right, we're going to go right to, uh, hopefully, uh, this is Jonathan, uh, John Lindo. Is this John? Might be Jerry J. here, oh, Ralph. Might be. You're jumping in early there, Jerry. Okay. Uh, John, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How you doing? Doing fine. Uh, well, we got uh, we got uh, Hardoon locked in for a Breeders' Cup seminar along with you and me, so that ought to be a lot of fun, especially with the uh, Cyberknife, if he goes, to get an inside uh, track to what's going on with him. Oh, absolutely. We'll get the latest on, on how things are going out there. He can probably give us some track conditions, so getting information on how those horses are training there, too, which is great. Now, uh, <clears throat> Delmar, <laughs> what a meet it was, huh? Fantastic. Uh, best meet in Southern California we've had in a while, and uh, the field sizes were, were all the difference, Ralph. It makes so much m- more uh, wagering opportunities for us with those bigger fields. No question about that. I think the ship and win uh, program that they have uh, not only instituted at Del Mar, but fine-tuned it as well over the years, I think that uh, could become a part of Southern California racing at the uh, Santa Anita meet as well. They're going to have a limited version of that coming up, trying to keep the horses that are out here. Delmar had over 300 horses start for ship and win money. That's about 10 a day, mm-hmm. and uh, you don't think that makes a difference. It turns a six-horse field into eight, an eight-horse field into ten. Yeah. It makes all the difference, and uh, we saw it out there, and let's hope they stay aggressive with this because 
we don't have the slots money. We've got we've got to figure out ways to make the purses as big as it is around the country, mm-hmm. so we can keep the horses here. That's uh, for certain. That's for sure. And I I guess uh, down the road. Uh, it, one thing that could help it out is if you get uh, legalized sports betting there, but that uh, that's down the road. You have a Linda report for today at Kentucky Downs, uh, covering all the races at Kentucky Downs. The Linda report available exclusively and only at the South Point Racebook for the race day listeners, and of course for all of uh, players. Get down there to the South Point at the book. Enjoy the races today, at Kentucky Downs with John Lindo's Lindo report. And uh, John, um, we'll take a selection or two out of Kentucky Downs. Let's go to race two at Kentucky Downs, Ralph. In the second race today, number six, Oscar Reward was absolutely wiped out after the start in his debut at Ellis Park. Came flying, got beat less than two lengths that day, galloped out in front. I, I thought he ran super. Now you've got a one-turn one mile at Kentucky Downs with mm-hmm. a long stretch. So this is a horse that we know can finish. Has had a mile race under his belt. Six to one on the morning line. Should improve a ton with any kind of clean trip today, number six. Oscar Reward, race number two, Kentucky Downs. Second race today at Kentucky Downs. Uh, John Lando's play off of the Lindo Report is number six, Oscar Award. The six is John Lindo's play in the second race, and that second race goes in approximately three hours from now. So just, We've got time to make it down to the South Point. You better believe it, pal, and get uh, the rest of uh, what John has to offer today, the Lindo Report. Uh, for Kentucky Downs today. And, of course, you'll start with uh, Los Alamitos uh, when it uh, cranks up on uh, Friday, right? Right. Opening day is Friday. They've already drawn that eight races on Friday. Uh, One o'clock first post Friday, 1230 on weekend. All right, John. Well, maybe we'll chew a little fat about uh, Del Mar Southern California racing tomorrow. You got it. Thanks a lot, my man. All right. Good luck today. And we will do a little uh, fat chewing right now with uh, Mr. Jerry Jackowitz, whose uh, power pages will return with Los Alamitos and with Aqueduct, Belmont at Aqueduct on uh, Friday. Yeah, in fact, I, was, I thought maybe we would talk a little bit about that Belmont at Aqueduct thing that's going on this year Go ahead. in New York. It's, you know, this is the fall championship meet at Belmont that mm-hmm. occurs from September to the Breeders' Cup. And uh, it's always my favorite meet of the year, as you can see, horses prepping for the Breeders' Cup and so forth. But this year, instead of seeing it on the beautiful Belmont track, we're going to see it on the Aqueduct mm-hmm. main track. So um, that's the, the big difference. They're building a tunnel to the infield. Yes, they are at Belmont. And uh, that's the reason for this move. And um you know, I think that's a great idea. Uh, they have that magnificent acreage out there. You know, they have the two the two turf courses, which are already about the longest in the United States, or of the longest in the United States, biggest. And then inside of that, they have uh, I don't know enough. They can build a village there. I mean, they could probably put fifty thousand people in apartments there. I don't know. It's a huge piece of. Property. I don't know if they could put apartments, but it wouldn't be. <laughs> Too far-fetched of an imagination to put, like you say, a village there with the restaurants and uh, shopping, right. etc. Yeah, so you know, I, I can imagine somewhere in the future that's going to be quite an sure. important piece of property. And mm-hmm. uh, on the big racing days, like at the Belmont, um, the infield will be packed with uh, with picnickers, people. I mean, we'll see what they do. I mean, I don't know, but it's, I think it's going to be uh, interesting. Remind me, you know, I remember the first time I saw that was when. I drove. Uh, we drove out to Santa Anita in 1978 to watch Affirmed as a two year, as a three year old, mm-hmm. and um, I said, "Look at that! They have palm trees, and they have, uh, 
you know, all this, these, like a carnival atmosphere yeah. on the infield. Yeah, so. make it a multi-purpose thing and introduce people who would not normally go to the races, but there for other things. And when you have people going to functions for other things and events, they're already having fun. And then you introduce racing to them, and my goodness, if they ever pick a winner, bada-bing. Yeah, really, absolutely. You know, there's nothing like having fun at the racetrack. So uh, yeah, we'll wait and we see. know that, and we just got to get more people to know yeah, that. Yeah, we'll wait and see. We'll see. It, it, there's a lot of – uh, but, but they built a hockey ring there too, right, a new hockey facility? Right, the New York Islanders, but that's in the parking lot across the street yeah. where, where my buddy Robert and I used to always park. Yeah, but and, uh, uh, my, uh, my thought was that they're already thinking about putting other uh, things there. Yeah, it's multipurpose. Yeah. It's, a, it's an event center now. It's not just Belmont Park. It's, it's a it's, – you know, it's a lot of things happening. It's a pretty smart move, I think. I hope it works. All right. So, for the last uh, 20 seconds that we have here, anything different to you handicap at Aqueduct from other tracks? Sure. Sure. Aqueduct is its own track. Uh, there's, a, a, to me, a big a big difference between Aqueduct and Belmont. The, people, the horses that like Aqueduct are, are not necessarily Belmont horses, so we've got to do a little bit of horse for coursing. And, of course, uh, we have a meet from the spring at the Aqueduct that will help us handicap. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, it's a, like every other track. It has its own idiosyncrasy, its own feel. And um, for whatever reasons, you know, it gets closer to the airport. I guess uh, some horses like that better and some horses don't. So, But, you know, as I've said for the last 25 years I've been on your show, Ralph, mm-hmm. the most important thing is to find horses that are going into really good form. So that's what we'll be looking for. All right, my man. Well, um, good enough. We will, of course, uh, get back to work with uh, handicapping and all the good stuff towards the end of the week. But in the meantime, there's still only one more thing you got to say before we leave the show today. Have a great race day, everybody.